Hello and welcome to the Over Under Chiefs, the only podcast in the world that talks about sports and gambling. I'm one of your hosts, Knox McCoy. Joining me as always, after clearing waivers, he's considering the Saints, Chiefs, and Packers at Jason Waterfalls. So, if you're one of those three teams, mm-hmm. do, do you do it? I only have um, one of those that I do it. Okay, uh, if you're the Saints, no. If because, I'm the Saints, yes. Because why oh, not? See, because I don't want to deal with OBJ realizing he's getting two hoppers from Trevor Simeon all the time. Because that's not going to go well. Trevor Simeon might be good. No, he's not. Did you watch that Atlanta Falcons game? Did you watch it? I'm baiting you because you told me to stay away from it. I didn't stay away from it. I did stay away from it. <laughs> did you win the bet? I did win did that one. The, did you I did win in a parlay? Or did, I did you spread win, it out? No, that was, a, that was a straight up. And I did okay. win that one. We're okay. not talking about other bets that I should have done just, that I didn't win. Maybe we should save this because you've been really hounding me about ca- accountability and talking it out in the thread. That's right. Yeah. And then you talked it out in the thread, and we both said, do not bet on the Falcons. But you were correct, uh-huh. for the record. Uh-huh. But then this just means that you get to do what you want, but we don't. We, we have accountability buddies, accountability okay, so buddies. This is good. This is good. I like this. This is a positive conversation because I do like accountability. But you know what I like more than accountability? Autonomy. I like autonomy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And look, what was the, what was the Sunday uh, night game that I had no business doing? In, in, or maybe it was the Monday night game. And Sunday night was the Rams. Monday it night was, was Bear Steelers. It was Bear Steelers, and I, I I threw something out in the thread, and you were like, "Don't do this. We're not we're not anchoring." And I was anchoring, and I did it, and I lost money. But I just can I be honest with you? And you know, you know what's really going on behind the scenes for me? I just needed to feel something, even if it hurt. <laughs> well, you know, I know what I mean? I mean, let's go for some college basketball or something with Andre. I mean, like <laughs> this NFL season has gotten truly out of hand. And yes, yeah. I understand fully what you're talking about. But I got to tell you, betting on Bears, Steelers, I know, and I know. Falcons, Saints is not the cure you're looking for. I feel that's, like I, that's straight been... heroin. You're skipping from you're skipping from like one beer a week to heroin. You're you're not wrong. It would it would have been more efficient for me to walk into the local Outback and pay someone fifty dollars to punch me in the face, and it would just been yeah, more. Economical. Or just go get a blooming onion for yourself and eat it yeah. in your car. Like you're, that would make you feel something. I promise you. Supply chain though, blooming onions are they're really taking a hit <laughs> with the supply I hope chain. That's not true. <laughs> um, I would I would say the Chiefs. Like last thing you need is uh, OBJ unless he plays defense. Also. Yeah, that, I would say correct. Aaron Rodgers. You need th- this logical conclusion here is him going to Green Bay. So him and Aaron Rodgers can have a DBD off, a douchebag diva off. That's really getting I, traction. I don't think they need a wide receiver though. It, I think the, I think the Seahawks need him the most. But if I'm the Seahawks and Russell wants out and Pete Carroll may or may not be his last year, like I, I wouldn't do it. I think the Saints is the only play, and, and because it's just like a Michael Thomas hopeful okay. replacement, and then just hope that something happens with Simeon or with um, uh, oh my gosh, Jameis. Okay, okay. I understand what you're saying. I think you're thinking about this wrong, respectfully. Okay. Because <laughs> I think I'm thinking about it too seriously. Think, yeah. no, think about it in, in terms of astronomy. Okay. Uh, astronomers <laughs> tell us that Jupiter exists and is beneficial to us because it's so big and robust and chunky that it, it takes all the meteors, right? Am it, I it Pat McAfee and you're about to become Aaron Rodgers right now? Are you about to shine some know. lights on I, some I, stuff? Pat McAfee always has a red face and I always have a red face, so I feel like there's a kinship there. (laughs) But I think, so Jupiter functions as the shield to Earth, right? Similarly, I think we're all realizing Aaron Rodgers needs a controversy shield and who better than OBJ. And the Green Bay brass, they might just be like, hey, we have no interest in playing him, but he's going to get all the headlines and we're going to forget how douchey, how douchebag diva E Aaron Rodgers is. You know, I'm seeing it. DBD's not happening. I'm going to let it happen today. You know what? I'm going to let it happen today. Appreciate that. There's a, there's a, (laughs) or there's a Twitter account, douchebag divas. Uh, that, that is uh, dedicated to tracking them. So it's getting some traction. 
I'm kidding. There's that, not. I made that up. Okay. But, but, but like, I'm just putting real, it out. I'm like, <laughs> is that you? Because we could we could use other stuff with your we could do other stuff with your time. But not going to be my time. Be very happy. That's fair. That's fair. That's a fair critique. Uh, as always, the overunderachievers is a proud member of the Popcast Media Group, and it's a show intended to consider news from the sports world through the prism of overs and unders. Again. We're not experts. We do this for entertainment. We do this for camaraderie. And we will always tell people to gamble responsibly. Jason, what's good, man? How we doing? You know, just trying to find my way right now mm. in the gambling world. Um, I I texted you all several weeks ago. And I'm just going to keep hitting this week after week after week. Because, like we've said all year, week 10 is when we really get this thing together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Week 9 was back to basics. That didn't work. No. We, 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 that was part of the plan. We knew that wasn't going to work. We knew that all season. That's obvious. <laughs> sure. Of course. But week 10 is when we're really going to... But I've been asking you all for several weeks, what team do you trust? Okay. Okay. I love that because that was one of the things I wanted to talk about in the, in the over-under, right? I wanted to get to... Because, you know, we always do the Over-under over 0.5. <sighs> Spoiler alert. It's under. It, it's, it's under. And, and I think primarily I'm thinking of, and probably you too, uh, the Bills, because Not what the, the Bills did on Sunday, I was like, I'm, I'm so unimpressed and I'm so, I feel so disrespected and disgusting right now for having had faith in you. And I think now it's off the grid. So I would like, let me turn that around and just say, if you had to, if, if uh, Mr. DraftKings came to you and was like, I've got your family hostage. And you had to place four digit not, bets. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, and not not a kidnapper, <laughs> allegedly. Um, and they were like, you got to place this bet on a team and put it all on the line. Who would you trust? And, and forget like this week's matchups. Just be like it, on a on a um, uh, neutral site to, to win a game. On. Yeah, just yeah. to win a game. The Cardinals, and that makes me want to throw up all uh, over myself and my hostages' family. Man, like who else do you trust? The Cowboys got smashed with Dak back. Back. Okay. The Raiders got beat. Not that the Raiders are incredible, and they've had another hard week, but they got beat by the Giants. Like the Jaguars beat the Bills. Nine to six, because in part of that text thread too was you all saying there are definitely teams I trust, and then it just really broke down. And I think yeah. you all would be honest to say there was matchups that you trust. Yeah, that's right. Guess what? Bills at Jags is a matchup that I trust. Period. A hundred percent, and it just absolutely got demolished. Yeah, it's it's even the last two weeks have just devastated that matchups idea. So it's Jets now and it's Bengals, like, yeah. Do it's really just not a team I actually I necessarily trust to win or even to cover or do the gambling thing I want. A team that I know will do a certain thing. Like I feel so stupid saying this, but I know the Patriots are going to keep it kind of close and weird. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that, it's going to be good. I'm not saying I'm going to be on the right side of it, but it's going to be kind of close and it's going to be kind of weird. So for segment one, our over and under reactions to the NFL, that is my overreaction, the Patriots, because you'll remember two weeks ago, for the last two weeks, I've wanted to bet the Patriots money line, but yep. I just got scared. Yeah, I got to tell you, your favorite team, the New England Patriots, not true. Might, <laughs> might be my new favorite betting team. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm questioning everything at this point now, because wow. if I'm really, really trusting... Like, it's the Titans. If Derrick Henry didn't get hurt, and now that he is hurt, I still kind of trust the Titans. Okay, okay, okay. That, that's, and I trust I, the Patriots, and I trust the Cardinals. What have I become? What look, has this season become? It's, it's not my fault. It's disgusting what you've become, to be honest with you, how the turntables <laughs> have turned. We're going to talk about the Titans in the next segment, but we'll, we'll talk about the Patriots. I think there's just a uh, – it's almost like there's a boringness to them, and there's an unreliance on – 
their star quarterback, right? Whereas I think that's what's gotten the Bills in trouble is over-reliance on Josh Allen making stuff up. Um, the Bengals, over-reliance on Joe Burrow figuring it out. Cowboys, over-reliance on Dak a little bit. And the Cowboys, I think if I had to, you know, if Mr. DraftKings was pointing the gun to my head, I would say Cowboys because I think that Broncos game was just a weird, like they, they uh, time possession was way out of whack. It was just one of those weird, it's kind of like the way Rams, out of Titans. whack. It was like, it was like two to, it was like two to one. It yeah. Like so it's like, I write that 40 off. 40 minutes. Right. The, now the Bills, Jags, I don't write that off because that was disgusting. So I, I think I would have to say Cowboys. But between those three teams, yeah. if I said, like, what what kind of panic mode are you? Are you panic room? Are you call 911? Or are you just kind of brush it off on the Bills, Bengals, Cowboys? Well, so the problem with the Bills in that I, I, in that I really do want to just brush it off, but they've, they lost to the Steelers in week one, 23-16. Mm-hmm. Then they lost to the Titans a few weeks ago, thirty-four to thirty-one. Titans might actually be good. We'll talk I'm about cool that in a minute. One. That's a good loss. That's fine. And that was at Titans too. So uh, okay. And then they lost to the Jags. And I, I think it's just a throwout. I think it's just a throwout. And I'm okay. This is still a Bills podcast overall. Mm. I'm, I'm, maybe Andre's going to change his mind towards the end here. But uh, I, I don't know, man. Nine to six on the road, and you're the Bills. That and, is, and you're standing very, at Urban Meyer, weird. and you're like, can't figure out Urban Meyer. What's he up to? What's he cooking up? I think, but I do think to the Bills' credit, they did this last year. They had like a mid-season kind of swoon, yep. and I think a lot of times the good teams, um, this is not necessarily when they're really good. So I'm hoping that they'll be, they'll catch a little bit of heat, they'll catch a little bit of fire, and that's honestly too why I'm still kind of short in the Cardinals of like I just. You're too good too fast, and J.J. Watt's hurt now, and you had a bunch of injuries, even though they beat the Niners, which I don't know if that's good. If Was that better I, for the Cardinals or worse for the Niners? Yeah, I mean, it was not good for the Niners, all things being considered, but the Cardinals did what they had to do. They did. Okay, Kyler Murray's out. J.J. Watt's out for the year. Hopkins didn't play. Uh, one of the running backs, I think, also didn't play, the starting running back or second string running Any back good skill position player did not play in this game, and they still And won. they beat the 49ers 31-17. to I see. I think. I think that's. I, I want to give them credit, but I think that's more about how bad the Niners are. I feel like the Niners are very, very bad. I get it, but that's also the Cardinals just doing. I mean, that's Tom Brady era New England Patriots. You, you still got to do what you got to do. I mean, people are gunning for you. Um, I eight and uh, one and and five and five and zero on away games is incredible. The the amount of logistical leaps you just took to compare Cliff Kingsbury to Bill Belichick right now is no, no. I'm not even mad at it. I'm just Tyler impressed. to Tom, but yeah, okay. I'm just impressed. I will say I'm going to go look. You know, we're not one of these um, lackadaisical podcasts. We're not. Um, we're not like falling <laughs> oh, into the malaise sorry, that was straight, of that takes. Was we we're we're not afraid. Okay, we ain't scared. Um, I would say I'm going to short the Cardinals right now. I'm going to say they're not going to keep this up. I'm gonna see they're gonna be a, a low seed, not a high seed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they're gonna be a low seed in the NFC. Okay, I, and I, I totally, I, will, I totally I will, understand I will, that. But then on the other side of that, Knox, you're taking the Cowboys. Yeah, I am. I like, love it. They're, they're the same team. They are. Well, yes, but I, see, honestly, fundamentally, okay. I, I, I rely so now on you're this. comparing Mike McCarthy is ten times better than Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. No, I'm gonna, I'm Kellen Moore, which is the greatest yeah. coach in the history of mankind. We all know that. We all understand <laughs> yeah, that. As the that. telecasts tell us, I, I'm really I'm I'm shorting Cliff Kingsbury. And really, what this comes down to is Kyler cannot do this and stay healthy. It's just you can't have it both ways, and it's just not going to happen. But you know who can? Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Wow. Like, hey, uh, this is peak of his powers. It's never going to get better for Colt McCoy than this. All of so the podcasts and telecasts and everything I listened to since that game on Sunday was like, everyone knows this is the best backup quarterback in the league. And I was like, who? who I didn't know he that? was in the league. I, I was didn't stunned. Know he was on the Cardinals. 
I, I would have thought Blaine Gabbert's incredible. Yeah, I was. I was it, it was out of control. I will commit to you though. If if Cl- if Cliff Kingsbury makes it to the NFC Championship game, win or lose, for the next calendar year, I will refer to him as Scheme Daddy. That's the oh only thing I will call him because Hold I'm on. that confident Let, that he's. I need to. to t- I need to write this down. <laughs> There's just no way it's going to happen. I just refuse to believe this. There's going to be a war of attrition. They're going to be injured, and Kyler's just not going to make it. Even that tackle that he got hurt on, it wasn't like a like he got destroyed. It's just he's a he's a small guy and he's a fragile guy, and I think he cannot play the game in the pocket. That's just who he is. So it's like you're going to get what you get, but you're probably not going to get um, 16 games out of him. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Who's your underreaction? Um. Man, you know, we kind of talked through the Patriots a little bit. I'm I'm going to throw this out, and I don't I feel gross even saying it, but I'm just asking a question, okay? Like Aaron Rodgers, I'm just doing some research here. You know, I'm just trying to find the truth, Jason. Um, are we going to look up in January, and the Chiefs are going to hang like a like a forty burger on the Titans or the Ravens, and we're going to be like, oh yeah, the Chiefs, Mahomes, like they figured it out. It's going to be fine. I'm gonna, I'm going to say no. And you've been on this. You've been on this for a while, and you waffling now makes me waffle on your take that I jumped on. So I don't know if like you're jumping ship because you saw a better looking ship, or you're just like, hey, this ship is literally burning and is going to sink, and I'm jumping off of it. Everyone, come with me if you'd like, because it can't get worse. It literally cannot get worse. Thirteen to seven at home against the Jordan Love led Packers. I think Jordan Love was very bad. Okay. He's so bad. He was bad against the Blitz. His, he was not that bad overall for a first start. He was definitely that bad overall against, I mean, compared to like Aaron Rodgers playing, right? Sure. But they had so many turnovers. They had, it was such a weird, weird game. The Chiefs did not score in the second half. Seven to thirteen. Literally, the Packers almost won that game, and then it's a completely different narrative. Other than he still did not look good, sure. I don't think he's the worst quarterback in the league. Okay, he's been there for fifteen years as Aaron Rodgers' backup, and that's the best you can do. Like Mac Jones shows up with the Patriots, and he can play. You know, Trevor Lawrence, say what you want, he's at least playing. The thing, yeah, but he went against that elite Chiefs defense. You've got to keep that in mind. That's tough, man. That's the that's the thing you can't come back from. It's and like <laughs> that's it, why it looks so bad. That's why it looks so so bad. It's true, and it, it's not that he didn't. It, there was um, a, a whiff of uh, Mitch Trubisky to him, you know, of just like Captain that's Checkdown. A really, that's a really good call, and that's like that's just the whiff of death. So I I don't know. Maybe the Cowboys. I, th- I really like that Mitch Trubisky thing because Mitch never looked incompetent. No, it's it just looked. Like, hey, here comes the blitz. Hey, bud, but oh, oh no, bad throw. Ryan Tannehill's luxury brand, Mitch Trubisky, you know, and people I, just don't want to talk about that. But it's I true. am, I am not talking. I am not talking up. Okay, we'll, <laughs> I'll save it. I'm not talking up Tannehill, and I'm not besmirching him. Okay. I don't know what to do. You keep just keeping it clean with him, and I get that. And and that's with um maybe the Packers defense was good. I don't understand why the Chiefs can't score points. But the thing I come back to is they're one game out of the AFC West. Lead, I know, and they shouldn't be. And eventually. The I don't know because I, the, I jinxed the freaking Raiders way worse than I could have ever imagined, and then I jinxed the Chargers on the field. I, yeah, like, is it my fault still? Like I think I, it might. be. I'm not picking a new team. Okay, so here's what I want to talk to you about: the Patriots. They're playing the Browns this week, and I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm underreacting to the Browns because they beat a good Bengals team pretty handedly with injuries. Meaning yes. the Browns. I, the only so I, I mean you're gonna test your theory this week with the Patriots. We're gonna find out. Are you gonna? But do gonna I say it or do you? I not say it um, right now? Because that's what I need advice on. I need. I, how say do you? It. Well, you always do the reverse jinx and then you allow yourself to reverse the reverse jinx. It's really magic. 
to be sure. honest. Yeah. It was, well, you know, be an English major and you learn the <laughs> mysteries of that. So that's just all that is, you know, it's just semantics. But I really, really like the Patriots and I think they're going to beat the Browns, but based on the last couple of weeks, I just, the Browns should win, right? I, um, here's why I believe the Browns beat the Bengals so badly because the Bengals are super weak on the offensive line and the Browns yeah. are super strong on the defensive line. So it's, it's just, so again, good. one of those things like bad matchups, like the Eagles with the Chargers, the Patriots with the Chargers. Chargers can't stop the run. So if you're a good running team, you're probably going to turn the screws to them. Uh, in terms of the Patriots, though, I, you know, I think their weakness is probably their secondary a little bit. And I don't think Baker can really throw well. Here's the other thing about the Patriots. They're, they're five victories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jets, Texans, mm-hmm. Jets, mm-hmm. Chargers, Panthers. Yeah, so uh, Chargers strong. is only interesting. I will say, like, credit to they played the Cowboys real tough um, yep. going into the bye. Um, so I feel like and that's the Buccaneers they played tough. They did. That's true. That's true. So it's it's almost like they're maybe the they're not a good bad team. Maybe they're, like they're the best bad team, or they're just like a like a bad good team. Maybe, maybe they're a bad maybe, good team. Maybe it's my take on Tannehill. They are the Ryan Tannehill of teams. Maybe. And, and that's a neat segue to um, uh, our second over-under because we're, we want to talk about the, the Titans' playoff seed. And, you know, obviously they have um, they have overblown my expectations. They have overperformed. They kind of uh, – I keep waiting for the dip, you know, waiting yep. for the uh, – we're just off a big game and we really mailed it in. They haven't done that yet. They took care of business in L.A. against the Rams um, without Derrick Henry. I was super impressed with that win. I didn't know if that was better for the Titans or worse for the Rams. Um, but understanding that and understanding the context of Derrick Henry and his injury and what that means means um i want to ask you do you think they will be um over or under a three and a half seed in the afc come playoff time i'm gonna take the under certainly mm-hmm. i think they're gonna be a top three seed i think what they did to the rams and having that be on a sunday night without derrick henry on the road i thought was very impressive the titans are four and one with road games this year yeah i'm gonna take them as a top three seed i do fully understand what I'm saying here is a full reliance on Tannehill. Yeah. I think he got some of his bad or Tannehill-ish games out of the way. He's been playing great the last few seasons. He keeps getting ripped. No one's saying he's elite. Like, everyone just calm down. He is a good quarterback. He's not an elite quarterback. He was absolutely helped by his all-universe yep. running back. Th- th- I mean, And that is going to hurt. <laughs> Replacing Derrick Henry... With Adrian Peterson is yeah. no bueno. That yeah. is not that is not a plus. But I'm going to take the Titans under. He definitely looked in Dancing with the Star shape instead of NFL shape. <laughs> yeah. That was tough. I didn't realize that was a great uh, story. It, man, it, he looked after like his whole career. He's been like post super serum, and now he's like pre super serum, which is kind of weird timeline wise. Um, <laughs> I, I I completely disagree with you on this. I think oh, wow, I, I'm taking worse than a three seed. Um, uh, I I think the Titans are classic peaking too early. Um, I think that Derrick Henry being out is a mortal injury to their roster and to Ryan Tannehill because I'm the exact opposite of Ryan Tannehill. I think he is. I think you're right. Like, you know, he's not elite and and we shouldn't expect him to be elite, but I think he's like, uh, in, in terms of like a, like a dining experience, he is, um, you know, like Brady, Mahomes, Rogers, these are like fine dining, um, multi-course meals. The the waiter will sprinkle the pepper on your, whatever you want pepper sprinkled on. Salt Bay. Sure, exactly. Ryan Tannehill, Zaxby's. Okay, where they do <laughs> Wait, make hold on. it. You're, you're on a Zaxby's order. kick. I love Zaxby's. I do. I love Zaxby's. I'm also on a Zaxby's kick. But it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Last time I went to Zaxby's, um, I uh, we did the drive. This is after we caught our kitchen on fire, so we uh, needed to find dinner. So we did that. Um, hold on. It, I don't think has this story been told. No. Not, now's not the time. 
Yeah, it's it's a long story. <laughs> we'll get to later. Um, but so post catching Kitchen on Fire, we go to Zaxby's. We roll up. It's raining. They've stuck an employee outside to take the drive through orders because I guess the drive through is broken. And when I roll up, I roll my window down. And the first thing they say is, hey, please don't tell anybody I'm not wearing a mask. So I what I was like, wait, are you good? And she's like, I'm good, but I just I can't wear it out here. And they make me wear it. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. So uh, and uh, really just made me wonder. And they're like, and, and then you were like, you know, everyone that even looks at you will be able to see that you're not wearing a mask. Like not saying that you should or shouldn't what the rules are, but just the observation of it is sure. gonna be very clear to everyone. You're not hiding anything. I think she's just like, I don't, I don't, I don't serve snitches here, yeah. <laughs> but also it's raining. So I can't stand out here in, in, you know, out in that great outdoors in the rain and have a mask on. I can't do those three things, which I, I, I was fine with. And she said she was good and it was fine. I kept my window kind of whatever, but do I look like a snitch to you? Do I look like a, I look like a narc? Do I look like someone I mean, who's going to tell? I don't I know like if today is the best day to have this conversation. Are you for real? I look like a tattletale? There's, <laughs> no, there's no way that's true. If someone threatens you or your family, do I think you'll break quick? I'm not going to say no. Do I think that you'll just generally offer up information just to tattle or to break or to break truths? No, I don't. No, so wait, the, 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 I'm a live a fi- and let live. Okay. Nobody, if there's a fine if line, line, somebody's there. hurting or yelling at somebody, I'll step in. But if it's like, Hey, that's your journey. I'm not, I'm not like the mass police here. I'm just trying to get my, my big Zach snack and my Zach sauce. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like mind your business. But all that said, um, I don't even know why we're talking about Zach. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> why are we talking Ryan about Tannehill Ryan Tannehill is the Zaxby's. And I think this is going to exacerbate Derek Henry's loss is going to exacerbate Brian Tannehill, and you're going to see A.J. Brown and Hula Jones whenever they're healthy, and you'll be like, why, isn't, why aren't they scoring more points? It's because Ryan Tannehill is not meant to carry the load of the Titans. Derek Henry was, and that's why this is going to be a huge problem for them. All right, so on top of that, I do think they're a top three team because the AFC is just beating each other to death and mm-hmm. more in a Big Ten way than an SEC way, right? Who, who? So that means you only have to pick just to win this bet – you only have to pick three teams ahead of them. Who do you think that those are going to be? Because right now they're the one seed. And I think we can both agree they're going to win the AFC South. Or yep. are you such a Wentz fan? No, not really. I think they'll have that. Okay, I think they'll, so they'll, they'll win the AFC South. So they'll yeah. be top four, right? Yeah. yeah, I've got them at four. All right. All right. So you think all three other division winners are going to end up with a better record than them. And who do you think those are going to be? I think I think you're gonna have the Ravens. I think you're gonna have the Bills for sure. Ravens um, look good, and I think, man, whoever well, comes out of the okay, West, I'm gonna buy the West. Play. Either the Chargers, weirdly the Chiefs, weirdly the Raiders, whoever that is. See, um, I think that AFC West is gonna beat the crap out of each other, and that's where I get my under. Is that even if the Bills just run off because this pissed them off, and this is exactly what they need? But they've already got three losses. But okay, I'm all right with that. Ravens now know how to close all of a sudden, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think the AFC West is just gonna be up and down every week. So that puts the Titans for me in the in the top three. You, I mean, you very well might be right. I'm banking on um, uh, that. It's and it's not even Ryan Tannehill. It's the identity of the Titans is Derrick Henry, and I know that because you know. Um, do you do you remember back in the day when we played fantasy football and everyone would like hyperventilate about running back touches? Yes. Like when Larry Johnson for the Chiefs got over. It's like the curse of three seventy or whatever. When he got over three hundred seventy touches, it was treated like the death of JFK Junior. You know, people were just like, "Oh my gosh, like what? What are we gonna do? How, are we, how is he ever gonna live again?" Well, so I looked up Derrick Henry's touches last few seasons. Um, he had three hundred ninety six last season. 
Jeez. He had 386 the year before. He was oh on pace this season for 483 touches. I'm going to say Especially that number again, the- 483. It's over 500 if you include catches as touches, which I do. Um, of so I just, I think it, it's it's so much of an over-reliance, and they're not going to be able to um, reconsider what offensive football means for them. So um, I, ju- I just... Which, I, by I the way, on your touches feeling. thing, I, like, I'm not scared of him having 483 touches. He is he is just unbelievable. I mean, he's going to drop off a cliff at some point here. Well, I mean, we might have been all... looking at it. His body just being like, bro, can't do this. Yeah, you, that's are true. you crazy? Um, so you are going better than three and a half. I'm going uh, worse than three and a half. So this that's will be correct. interesting to see. Um, okay, last over under. We're going to talk about and this. Um, this is the real one here. Yeah, you even warned me. You were like, hey, this might get spicy. So just like put on your uh, get your glass of milk uh, to drink with this. So um, Paul Rudd was named, uh, I guess, uh, a couple days ago, the sexiest man uh, in the galaxy and the known universe by people it's magazine sex, I think? it's sexy man it's sexiest man alive which is a really weird clarification if it you is. think about it it is because we don't do sexiest man not alive so why are we clarifying alive i'm spilling an opportunity jason okay <laughs> over underachievers sexiest dead man you know and we could talk about dean we could stockwell talk about, you kidding me he just died he just made the list see he's a sexy is that guy. His name dean stockwell and he's probably in pretty good shape quantum, right now quantum leap yeah, He's probably well, in pretty good shape right now. I mean, he is, five. honestly. You know, but then you can talk about like creation and like you're talking about their essence. You're talking about like their legacy that they lived or left in the world. I don't know. We can, we'll, we'll talk off air about that. But so Paul Rudd is the reigning uh, sexiest man person um, in, alive in the world today. Not what person, I to ask sexiest you, man. Hold sexiest man, sorry. Sexiest, yeah. The, the gender is there for now. Um, so, uh, I mean, did you, when you heard that, were you like, uh, totally, Paul Rudd's super sexy. Love that. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you like that. Uh, what I wanted to ask, like in terms of actual, cause we know this is mostly about marketing. This is about publicists this is about like, who's got the thing going on right now that we need to kind of promote who owes who to favor. Um, because there's, there's no way this is actually objectively, um, leveled because I think it would be like Michael B. Jordan probably every single year or like no, Brad let's Pitt do or this. something every single See, year. Okay. This is so, okay. This, this is good. Is this is what... good. <laughs> so I've played, I've placed the odds or I've placed over under at nine and a half. I believe a fair ranking and consideration of Paul Rudd is that he's in the nine and a half range of actual sexiest living persons on earth today. Do you, what do you think about that number? Yeah, of course. He's definitely the under he's, he's in the top nine. And I I think that he's very deserving of this award. Now it's like the MVP and in different leagues. Is it really the most important player? Is Mm -hmm. it really the most valuable player? Is it the most value? Is it the, is it the best player in the league? Like baseball, basketball, football, you know, and the challenge, the three major sports. I mean, the four major sports, like those, 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 uh, MVP awards mean very different things in different, um, sports. Now, this one, like you were alluding to, is, is very interesting because you mentioned Michael B. Jordan, who I think is a great actor mm-hmm. and a very attractive man. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he's that good of an actor. Well, you need to watch your mouth first. Of all. Okay. Don't, first of don't all, disrespect Michael B. Jordan in this place. Michael B. Jordan needs a fun movie again. A fun movie. Have you not seen Without Remorse? Like I said, Michael B. Jordan. Listen, I watched Without Remorse on a plane ride back from Montana, and the opening of Without Remorse is him in a puddle that should not submerge him. And I don't know how long he's been down there, but he rises up out of it and kills 16 guys. And that's the beginning of a movie. Put that in my veins, please. I will okay, chug that. Th- that is fun. Long. Okay. Let, let me clarify a fun, lighthearted movie. Okay. I think he's got, I think he's very charismatic in all of his commercials. He's great. He's fun. He, he had the Amazon commercial, which you almost lost. Um, try not to get too graphic here. Sure, uh, sure. Your pants over. Let's just okay. say that. Okay. Okay. And, 
And then he had the, uh, he's in the new NBA commercial. I think he's yep. great in that. Very, very charismatic. He needs a lighthearted, uh, fun movie because I think he's got the personality for it. But all of these very serious or dark roles, uh, I, you know, it, 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 it alters my version of sexiness for him. Okay. okay, you know, okay, I understand what you're saying, and it's not incorrect, but I think um, this stems back, you can trace it back to 2014. Um, he is in, because he's done, he did a little movie called Chronicle, which is really, it's essentially like a really good movie. It's about like a guy who gets superpowers and like doesn't know how to use them. Um, and then he does a movie called That Awkward Moment, starring yes. Michael B. Jordan, starring Miles Teller, starring Miles Zac Teller. Efron. Yep. And that didn't, that movie was not good. It didn't do great. And I think he was like, yo, I was Wallace on the Wire. Um, I'm actually kind of incredible at acting. And here I am meet with someone who just discovered water and Miles Teller, who honestly, I don't know his trajectory in life and like what his deal is. I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. I think they're bringing me down. So I'm going to be a serious but, guy now. Th but that's my point. That's the exact mo moment and movie that I'm talking about is that that could have been really good. I don't think that they needed all three of those guys, which kind of are on each other's corners. Michael B. Sure. Jordan is way farther ahead yeah. on that corner than those two guys, just to be very clear. But it was that moment that I think that he needed to do something better than that, but in the same vicinity. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I hear what you're saying. I think he needs some people to get on his level to be able to accommodate that. I think that's fair. I think that's, all a, right. good, that's a good so now, So now, how do you want to do this? You want to go back and forth on names? Let, let, let's so, each say a name and then say if it's on the other person's list. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Hemsworth. Obvious. Obvious. He's in front of Paul Rudd. Correct. Okay. Good. Now, now, see, now this is the very, and like we were talking about the award earlier, sexiest man alive. That's, that's all things. And yeah. because of that, that's why I really like Paul Rudd winning it. Cause the man just freaking doesn't age. It's true. And he keeps getting in better shape and he keeps getting better looking. But yeah. then you look back and he looks the, the exact same. So is he getting better looking? And he's got the personality of a saint. I just love him so, so very much. He's, he's definitely one of look, my special boys. He made, he, he made me one of uh, uh, love one of the Marvel movies that I actually shouldn't have loved. You know, Ant-Man was he, great. And my power rankings are Hot Guy, number one, uh, and then Stop Ant Man, it. number two. And then it's like Skip a Few, and then it's Thor and Thor Ragnarok, not the other Thors. You know Correct. what I mean? Thor Ragnarok so, was saved Hemsworth's entire life. It's um, great. But, all right, but just to be very clear, the Ant Man movies are incredible because of the Michael Pena scenes oh when he goes gosh. back. When he's like, doing the voiceover of the scenes, it's the single greatest thing in cinema, honestly. You know our favorite scene from um, the breakup with uh, John Favreau and Vince yes. Vaughn in the bar? And like, <laughs> hey, just make sure you have an, an alibi, huh? Yeah. No, no, wait. smart, smart. Yeah. No, I won't do anything. No, you're right. You're right. I watch that on YouTube all the time, and I watch the Michael Pena scenes on YouTube all the time from both the Ant Man movies. They I would love to make a playlist of just scenes people watch in emotional distress because I put this in sexual <laughs> yes. healing the other day. Yes. But watching Leonardo DiCaprio freak out when he can't figure out his line in uh, the whatever the Tarantino Once Upon a Time in L.A. It's one of my favorite things to watch. I love it yeah. so much. So okay, so you've got Hemsworth in front of Paul Rudd. Um, of course. I've got Michael Reynolds. Jordan in front of Paul Rudd. I've Michael got Ryan B. Jordan. Reynolds in front I need of Michael B. Jordan to do um, not a rom-com necessarily, but something yeah. fun and lighter-hearted. Okay. Is, that, is that fair? Something not Killmonger. Not a Killmonger <laughs> origin story. Nothing like that? Right. That's okay, correct. that's fair. That's fair. Um, right. I, I, Leo, is he in front of Paul Rudd? No. No, he's not. I've got that. He's too handsy at this point, you know, too like. <laughs> I'm not saying he's too, but, uh, that, that, that seems that seems uh, uh, very aggressive. And sure. Allegedly. But... And I would say like it's his vibe is too handsy. He's not actually too handsy. Do you know what I mean? That's what yeah. I would say. Uh -huh. um, Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis isn't a sexy guy. Not a sexy year for Jason Sudeikis. Uh, this is the one. Mm. How did he not win this year? I'm surprised. I think it's because his stuff already happened and they're trying to pump up this Paul Rudd is a weird therapist with Will Ferrell in a show probably no one's going to like, you know? 
Oh yeah. I, I was, I was literally going to ask you what's Paul Rudd's project coming up that we need to pump up. And I know he's got an, he's got the quantum realm, whatever sure. movie coming out, but yeah. Marvel doesn't need any of that pub. They'll, they'll do their own thing. So yeah, I guess it is that Apple plus thing. So Apple probably paid for this, but let's just get back into it for the fun of it. Sure. And Jason Sudeikis was mine that I believe he should have won this year. Okay. Okay. But I'm very happy with Paul winning. Okay. So yeah, we've got Hemsworth. We've got Michael B. Jordan. We've got Sudeikis. We've got Ryan Reynolds. That's obvious, uh-huh, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. We've got we've got The Rock. That's obvious. Sure, of course. Okay. Top nine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I could. He's the Rock's a sexy not guy. High. Yeah, he is. He is. He's very fun and funny, but he's not high on the list. But he's top nine. Yeah. Right. Here's where here's where we might start to the gauze. Uh, not doing enough. You know, the but sexy is not available. No, no, is it? Not. No, it's not. The I don't best do ability is Am availability, and he is available. Yes, you are sexy. For the no. record, you want to get into this? <laughs> you're saying you're not. No, I'm look not. at me. Look at me I'm, and say say I'm not sexy. I'm as, I'm as sexy as the unibomber. You're wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> sexy is a state of mind, I believe. Hold on. <laughs> you don't want to take that metaphor too much further. <laughs> all right, the gods. All right, so we're gonna cross him out. Uh huh. Uh huh. Jason so Bateman. Jason Could, Bateman. God, could not be hotter too. right now. He was on huh? my list too, to be honest with you. I the love disdain him so he much. has for his co-hosts on Smartless, <laughs> I, 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 I get hot. They're his it. best friends. I do. I get so high off it, and I love it so much. Ozark I don't think... season three was incredible. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> I wonder if he's ever had like if he's kicked it around. If he's like been on a whiteboard sesh with his publicist, and been like, I don't know, gang, buddy, sexist man, buddy. <laughs> like, did, has anyone kicked good it around? Good impression. Good you impression. Good impression. I don't know. He had game night. He needs another rom com coming up. Um, sure. But sure. he, he's got a serious. He he did that other HBO show that I did not watch at all. Yeah, I, I, you've mentioned it a couple it's times. Really and liked it. He yeah. directed great directing touch. Uh, Owen Wilson, no love for Owen Wilson. Nope. It's no, 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 by. no. Okay, nope. Um, nope. Love him. Let, let me throw this at you, um, Channing Tatum. No, and weirdly, okay. no. He, I, I came across him and I was like, "What do we do with him?" I think that he's a top ten type guy, but yeah. I think he sits at ten. And just everybody loves him and is and is fun and everything like that. But he's just not gonna. I mean, he's probably been sexiest man alive and he'll probably be it again. But he's just not gonna close that deal. He's interesting because he hasn't really done much, right? Um, he's pulled Zoe Kravitz, which that's automatic top ten to me. I can't believe like I can't understand how he did that and why he's doing that. I know it's the movie they're doing together, or whatever. Um, but he also feels like if he had like an indulgent week week vacation, like in the Low Country. He looked like he plays on the offensive line, you know. And I feel like no, that's I don't a, think he does. I think that body just lives. I mean, he did the magic mics, but remember, here's the best so part fluid. of the dilemma, right? It can go, it can go, it can go sports writer, or it can be a literal stripper. And I'm, I'm, in, I, I'm not saying that. I don't a, think he can cut. get fat. I don't think he can. Oh, he can get, he can get a little fluffy, and that's. I think that he has to do that like more. very much on purpose, not mm. on an accidental bad weekend like God, us. What a world! What a world where you can. What have. a world to live in. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. No, absolutely not. Damon. Nope, not top ten. Pulled, pulled J-Lo? Pulled J-Lo? No. It's publicity, but he did pull I just it. watched the I just watched the James Bond movie. The best thing Affleck ever did was pull that uh, Ana de Armas. She was seriously, and I, I really like that new James Bond movie. Yeah. But my brother and I were talking about, she was the best part of that movie. She was so fun, and it was so confusing if she knew or she didn't know, or if she was being sarcastic or not sarcastic. Like, she was incredible for those for those for uh, that fight scene and those couple scenes. Did you see the, um, I can't remember, uh, Knives Out. Did you see Knives yes. Out? It's, uh, I didn't realize that was her. I love that movie, and I love her in it. How'd you feel about Daniel Craig doing Foghorn Leghorn the whole time? I love that. How'd you feel about Chris Evans' uh, uh, sweater situation? I love, love that too. I love all of Knives Out. And the fact that they're making two more with different casts for each one and Let's Catherine Hans in them, I'm all in. Let's do it. Uh, Chris Pratt can't because he's Garfield and problematic. Um, Timothy Chalamet, not enough of a man? People are talking. I'm not, uh, not yet a man, not yet a woman. I yeah. mean, 
I, I love the, the Chalamet Assants, but yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to go for Sexiest Man Alive. I think Paul Rudd might be as beta as this award can go. You know what I mean? Yeah, say that with respect. I, I think, don't think he's beta because everyone loves him. Everybody respects him. He does what he wants when he wants. Like, what's more alpha than that? Sure, that's, but he's not. That's the 2021 he, alpha that I'm into, man. Okay, so the new alpha is the beta. I like that. that that'll, that'll get some clicks. Uh, Brian Cox from Succession. Okay. No love for Brian Cox? Absolutely not. But I want to bring one to you. Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter. I don't know who Mike Coulter is. Mike Coulter was Luke Cage on the Netflix series, and he was also in Jessica Jones. Okay. I think he is so attractive, and, in, and until he wins, I'm rioting. I'm rioting okay. the entire award. Um, I don't watch bad TV shows, so I will just take Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Luke Cage and Jessica Jones were incredible. Um, Kevin they Stavansky's saved Marvel. Beard. Kevin Stefanski's beard is top 10. We know that. We've already Kevin talked Stavansky. about that. Uh, Oscar Isaac's beard, top 10. Very good. It's Cliff very Kingsbury good. sitting in his mansion, not actually him. That one, that one picture from the draft. He's got he's got bleached butthole eyes. Pete Davidson has oh butthole eyes. Cliff Kingsbury has bleached butthole eyes. He does. I'm just I'm just reporting the news. Urban Meyer. No, nope. Urban Meyer. Nope. He's done some nope. sexy stuff though. Nope. He's actually doing the sexy stuff. Nope. We're not doing. In a we're, not even, we're not even doing this bit. Jason Momoa. I feel like Jason Momoa is an automatic bid every single year. Okay, so here's my thing. I don't know what to do with him. Is he good at acting? I don't know. I haven't seen Dune yet. So I, is he bad at acting? I, I can't say is. no. Probably, but I've, I've like he's just been Aqua Guy and Cal Drogo, and neither one are like known for their like monologues. You know, I so, know, but he's, he is very attractive. I think he's we can both agree guy. on that. He is not a beta. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> he um, might be, and that's that's a positive thing. God, that'd be days. super cool if he was. Uh, last one, Steve's on. Steve's on. Okay, nope, not doing. I heard. I already heard. You are trying. Uh, you are trying to get this Neil Patrick Harris movie to happen in, hate, in, no, I'm not. I hate on, I hate in, in a white movie. lotus type way and it's just not going to happen everyone's going to feel so stupid when he shows his penis in that <laughs> movie not, that was not even his real stuff by the way <laughs> i know but it, it's emotionally it was so name, I, name I, your I favorite steve zahn movie uh that thing you do i really like him in that thing saving silverman i like he was he, incredible in saving really, silverman he is really good in saving so that's amanda pete is amanda yes. pete in that i love Amanda. yeah pete. jason biggs steve, steve zahn was uh supposed to be walter white in breaking bad and he got cucked by uh, what? Brian, uh, uh, by uh, Brian Cranston. Uh, thank you, Brian Cranston. Yeah, that's who the studio wanted. Very different TV show. I love that about him. Imagine living your life knowing you could have had like one of the best roles on TV, and instead you just didn't. You know. And what? If, and what if he did pull it off? He would be. I think that he could have been in more stuff after Breaking Bad than Brian Cranston, but not as big. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I feel like he has a more more of a humility about himself. I feel like Brian Cranston does not. Whoa. I, I know. I'm just throwing darts at people right now. But I feel like Steve Zahn, I hate that I'm saying this, Steve Zahn, but I just like know this. I feel like he could play like a good neo-Nazi, you know? Like, he, <laughs> like there's an edge to him. Like I could feel him in American History X being like one of the guys Edward Norton dishes to in the basketball game that I always – What was that, what was it, that Valkyrie movie with thing. Tom Cruise? The germ way he tries to assassinate Hitler, spoiler alert. Yeah, Steve Zahn could have been Tom Cruise and Hitler. Whoa, he's just, I would love the goofy accent talking to Hitler. I'm here for that, you know. Do you remember that one movie about the uh, the Facebook? Just kidding, the social network? <laughs> sure, he, yeah. Steve Zahn, Steve Zahn could have been both army hammers. Whoa, <laughs> man, he could be their dad, and he could be like, Dead gummit boys! He was, he was the dad and them. <laughs> Whoa. Are I we a like... Steve Zahn podcast? <laughs> I, we have had so many ideas that are bad, but that sounded good. <laughs> so credit to us. I love it. And now we want to welcome in our good friend, Andre 3 Sex. Andre, how we doing, man? 
Gentlemen, I'm doing well. You know, another week as the number one team in the land. Dogs head to Knoxville as a 21-point favorite to play uh, your Tennessee Volunteers. So, not mine. Uh, not a big weekend. <laughs> yes, they are. Not mine. Yes, Timeshare. It's a timeshare. Okay. It's a t-shirt. Did I win some money off of them beating Kentucky? I might have, but I, I maintain emotional distance. You know what I mean? I liked I liked that setup. It felt good. It's so fun having a thread where we talk about all of our bets and we have accountability and then finding out about all your winning bets here on the pod. Yeah. Well, again, what I what I told uh, Jason earlier, Andre, was like, I love accountability, but I prefer autonomy over everything. So I <laughs> will take your feedback, but I will do winners what I only. want. Winners only. <laughs> I will say, good week in college football. I feel like I've gotten a good handle – uh, on college football, I feel like it's a little more reliable. You know, I always satellite with the Big Ten matchup unders, like we talked about. Um, Alabama hurt me a little bit because I kind of doubled up on them. But for the most part, it was pretty good. NFL got wiped out. NFL have no handle on, no no idea what to do. So I think it's I'm a crime scene in the NFL right it's, now. It's, it's tough. bad. Chalk outlines everywhere. So, Bengals, Bengals two weeks ago, and then we'll get to it. Yeah, yes. and, and and Jason's totally not cursing all these teams that he's rooting for. It's fine. It's uh, he's doing great. He's uh, doing great. Uh, speaking of doing great, let's do surrender cobras. I will lead off, and I wanted to focus my surrender cobra on Mr. Daniel Mullen. Um, Two weeks I, in a row, no. Listen, I I love the idea that he's like, look, I don't care about recruiting. Not important. Not a Crazy. factor in today's college football. Crazy. Game. And then to follow that up, you would think he'd be like, look, I want to show people that it's not about the Jims and Joes. It's about the X's and O's. It's about the beautiful mind up here in this dome. Instead, he gets waxed by South Carolina, a team that is just like Vanderbilt without the academics or prestige or respect. <laughs> and I just don't understand what he's doing. So I really I just love the damn old experience right now. Yeah, that was a tough look for him after coming off that, that week with the media and then just getting absolutely punched in the mouth by like you mentioned a bad South Carolina team and then it comes out that he's got his quarterback having dance parties in the hotel room he gets hurt can't play so it's just things aren't going well in, in, in down in Gainesville and I gotta imagine that if, if there's an opportunity whether it's a you know an NFL OC or something like that or, or just an opportunity to get out of Gainesville he he might take that immediately I think he would you know and I, when I saw that score I thought is this Volleyball, soccer. What am I looking yeah, at? That I was be very. Football. I was. I was so confused that that was actual NCAA football. It's so strange. And he went from maybe LSU, maybe USC, um, to maybe not coming back to Gainesville next year. Maybe asked to leave. But more than that, I wanted to ask you guys. Um, uh, getting beat by South Carolina Gamecocks is pretty bad. Um, I want to ask: Is the Gamecock the worst mascot, like slash like t- program name? in the sec is it the absolute worst team name i think it is i feel like i think it is especially when they shorten it or take half of it and put it on hats that's sure a, that's a tough look yeah it's tough to have cocks on your hat you know <laughs> i just i don't love that um i did look up it's named they're named after thomas sumter um he was a revolutionary hero they called the gamecock who in his official portrait the one that you know i'm sure he had like six or seven and his family was like that one that's the winner he's cross-eyed he is cross-eyed in his portrait and i just think i don't know that's not who you want to name your that's fine if that's who he is that's who he is i got no problem with that can yeah. we get that in the show notes? <laughs> we could definitely. And so I think, I mean, honestly, I know it's a little hyperbole to talk about Dan Mullen not coming back, but three losses, not good losses. Um, and that athletic article where uh, a lot of the rival coaches, I think in the SEC and beyond, were like, hey, they're good. Uh, they just have no heart. They just don't really care. That's yeah. that's pretty damning. I don't know how you come back from that. So, And, will, and he, he almost – they almost beat Alabama, and he was almost riding a high, right? Yeah. And then, like, a few weeks later, you all are making it sound like, from your readings and, and goings-ons, that you think that he might leave on his own? 
Well, or I think, think it's going to be like a mutual departure. Well, I think part of the mutual departure was firing his defensive coordinator, Todd Grantham, and an offensive guy. Doesn't that always that buy you another year? Typically, and I think, but it, it it's not necessarily going to get better through the rest yeah. of the year. Who do we think that they're just going to, you know, against Florida State? I don't know who's going to win that game. No, and I think if Fowler Fowler's still the AD down there, right? No, it's um, the guy that came from Mississippi State with him. Strickland. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay, so that might because I, I remember uh, Fowler used to like be like, if we're eventually going to make a decision, let's just go ahead and make the decision now. Him being with AD that was with him in Mississippi State might buy him another year. But yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone looks into this and is like, I don't know. Couple things we can trend this in the right direction. We deprioritize recruiting. We're not good with the press. Um, we're not good with discipline. We're not good with fundamentals. This just doesn't work out well. And if you if you stay too long, again, there's always the ghost of like Auburn and Tennessee of like you go to the levels that you you get relegated that you, and you can't get beyond that. So yeah, you miss a couple of recruiting cycles. Uh, you know, you finish 15 in the country, but that's really eighth or ninth in the SEC. Uh, it starts to show pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, and really. And these does. last couple of weeks, like the commentary, like that, talking about recruiting like that, and then getting beat by South Carolina, that is not good back-to-back weeks. At no, all. no. And, and you, you, you don't things. just you don't just get over that. You know, I mean, none of these other top coaches have had that and stayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, Andre, starting to cover for this week. Yeah, mine's going to be the Buffalo Bills. You know, they this is a team that hasn't really looked the same since that goal line loss to Tennessee. You know, they kind of slept walk through the Miami Dolphins game two weeks ago. And then, you know, I don't know what you call that performance uh, against Jacksonville this past weekend, uh, but it was just downright awful. I mean, they couldn't block anybody. Penalties galore. Josh Allen just didn't look like Josh Allen that we know. Um, and, you know, is it because – they lost me a bet that I'm very upset about it. <laughs> yes. Do I have them to win the division? Yes. So I need them to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a loss to Jacksonville, that should like, automatically eliminate you from the playoffs or something, especially this Jacksonville team. Especially 9-6 to six against Jacksonville. It's not like Jacksonville had their best offensive performance. Even with this 9-6 to six game, the Jaguars put up 9 and Bills put up 6. Do you know that the Bills are the number one team in point differential in the league? They're over 100 points plus over their opponents, and they have three losses. That's incredible. I don't even understand that. I don't even understand that Do you know who the second-place team is? Who? You're my, you're my, I don't know how to do reverse jinx, New England Patriots. No. Like plus 60. <laughs> Listen, I do like this idea that there should be a, a, like a defined worst team in the league. Uh, going into season, and whoever they beat is automatically eliminated from the playoffs, yeah. like a freeze tag Wait, situation. Yeah. I love or it that. Counts as two, or it counts as two losses or something. I like love that. that. Like the Detroit Lions are suddenly they have a little swag to you them. You have to play with uh, ten for the rest of the year. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, no. how so, Andre, are you hitting the panic button? Are you like I'm officially like existentially long term concerned for them, or you're like they're they're going to figure this out? This is just like a like a phase. I don't know. I don't know what to think. You know, they, they have these games where they, they go to Miami and they win 45 to nothing against the Dolphins, and then mm-hmm. they come to, you know, come up to, to New York and, and barely kind of sleepwalk through. And then they play the Jets this weekend. They're a double-digit favorite. I don't know what to think. You know, I... Now, Andre, you claim this is a Bills podcast, so I'm not hearing yeah, a lot of comment. support. Yeah, people are talking right now. They're asking questions. I've got questions, too. <laughs> I, 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 you know, Another uh, Buffalo, T-shirt. I've got questions, too. <laughs> Buffalo reminds me of Alabama in that they should be a lot better than they are. Good quarterback. It feels like good scheme and everything. But I feel like when they are ahead, they cannot run the ball. 
to put games away. And that's ultimately going to be the death of them. And it kind of was last year. I thought they'd fix it, but it doesn't feel like they have. And it turns into over-reliance on Bryce Young or over-reliance on Josh Allen. And it's weird because I have a little more confidence in Bryce Young to bear, to, to carry that burden. Josh Allen, I don't know that I'm quite there because he, you know, he's regressed a little bit, but he's still great. But man, in this NFL, particularly, I don't know if that's going to work. So I'm, I, I think I'm panic. I'm full panic yeah. mode. So you can't lose the Urban Jets. Meyer. They've got the know? Jets this weekend. Uh, Colts. Next weekend, mm-hmm. Saints, Patriots, Bucks, Panthers. Six games. I, I think I mean, we're not going to really find out about this Bills teams un, until after they play the Pats and then at the Bucks. I, I think that's when we're going to – if they lose two of those games over those six, and like you said, Panthers will probably win, and then they've got Patriots again mm-hmm. after that, I, I, I think they're fine. I really do. I think it was a complete lapse in judgment. I think Urban went into their locker room ahead of the game. It was like, guys, this is what I did in Cincinnati. Good luck to you tonight, the Bills. Okay, so I, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, you think he's like, look, I did grind on that girl. I did put my hand on her butthole. Allegedly. And I just like, I just feel like we should come together about that. And they're like, coach, we're going to win it for you. We're going to win it for some light uh, butthole tinkling. So, uh, <laughs> Jason, what is your Sorrento Cobra? Let me follow that up. Speaking of uh, the college football playoffs, um, my, my Surrender Cobra is to us as puppets uh-huh, for uh-huh. The, uh, the committee that is basically just a human version of of the BCS computers yeah, because this stuff is moving all over the place. Like Michigan jumped Michigan state by losing I, like they, and they've lost to them. Totally makes sense. Yeah. And then, it tracks. but I think what's really going on is they're just creating chaos for the entertainment of it. I love the NBA, not just as the purest basketball sport on the planet, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of entertainment as a, as a league. So Ohio state is about to play Purdue at home at Ohio State. I think yeah. they're going to be fine. I don't think Purdue can do it again. I really like that would be absolutely remarkable. Also, legally, I'm not allowed to bet on Purdue even with sure. the spread because Andre won't let me. Yeah. And I think that's just him being a great friend. Yeah. So Ohio State has to play Michigan and Michigan State. And I think that the 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 committee is just saying, look, these three teams are going to bounce around. So we're just going to put them in any order right now, and whatever comes out on the end is what's going to come out on the end because Ohio State has to play Michigan, Purdue, then Michigan State, then Michigan. And so if any of those beat Ohio State, I think that they're going to get the chance and win out. They're going to get the chance to jump Ohio State, let alone the Big Ten championship game. So it's just complete chaos, and we're all buying into it like the, the committee cares which of those three Big Ten teams is the best. They don't. Georgia's number one, and the rest will see who wins out. And if it's Cincinnati, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my thing with Cincinnati is, you know, they had – the best chance of anybody to sort of show themselves on a national on a national two, scale yeah. two weeks in a row t- and especially last week right and they struggled with a 3 and 6 Tulsa team i mean there's no reason for that to if you're thinking that you should be number 2 and you should be included in this talk for the CFP for you to to struggle with a team like Tulsa and you know if because uh, I, I really think that Notre Dame win was an impressive win. That's a good win. Yeah. Um, and if they would just start waxing people, I'd be like, hey, I'm I'm into them being in. But Absolutely. when you can't take care of business, it's like, hey, this is ridiculous. Like you got to not only do you have to be perfect, but you have to be like impressively perfect. Um, and and I, keep, I Jason keep, keep watching. And I don't like this at all. And I've said from the beginning of the year they were a bad team, but they are undefeated. Keep your eye out for Oklahoma. I said it a couple of weeks ago. They are about to be poised because two of these teams have to lose Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State. Two of them have to lose because Ohio State plays two of them. And watch out for Oklahoma start jumping people and stay undefeated because that, that whole conference stinks. I think it'd be fun to have them in, especially over like Michigan State or something like that. But I, I like your theory, Jason, that 
the CFE committee is like, hey, you know what? I've never actually watched Yellowstone. Why don't we binge it? And then like, we'll just do like get takeout and do an internet randomizer. And like, we'll just figure this out at the end. You know, like who cares? Like who even cares about this? So That's whatever. I, I, I would like to pitch you guys though. If Purdue beats Ohio State this weekend, um, they are automatically in the playoff and they win the Big Ten. And they, you can still play and, the games, but if like they get if they get nothing out of this season and they beat Iowa, they beat um oh geez, who did they just Michigan State? Yeah. And and they beat uh Ohio State, that that's incredible. That is really incredible. By the way, I, I won my uh Purdue over five wins bet. So that's cool. Nice. Okay, you got it. So that's good. Who I believed Purdue in them at the state. beginning of the season. I didn't know they were this dangerous, but I just love I love watching Herb Street get so upset that everyone's like Purdue's gonna win again. He's like, No, you guys, everyone's talking about it, so you jinxed it and then cut big, to big game boilermakers. That's what they've always called them. That's what people say. I've heard you say that a million times, so I think that's good. Um, okay, let's do overs. Um, I've got I've got a couple I wanted to hit. The first one I want to hit. Um, I'm over uh, Aaron Rodgers adjacent stories. I just I want to internet. <laughs> I don't filter. think that's how overs work. But no, it okay. is. We are with you. I'm saying over, so it counts, so it matters. Um, I, I I don't want to hear about Shailene Woodley talking about how masked men may or may not be Aaron Rodgers, and I'm over her talking about his foot size as a standing for his penis size. That was wild. I didn't realize. I thought I was having a stroke because <laughs> she was like, he's got a big penis because he has big feet, and this guy that I'm that I'm blowing up on my Instagram stories does not have big feet, and he Just has a tacky camera some or something. It was terrible. I hated it. Um, but I, I, the, the one I think, I'm trying to work my way around what to bet in this uh, Tennessee-Georgia game because I think, um, you know, I, I haven't found team totals yet. Because I think last week uh, the Missouri team total was nine and a half, and yes. I stared that thing down, and yeah. it just felt like too many points. You know, and that's I, and just I a small for people to bet it for me because I was out of town. You know what I mean? You're right. I missed it. It was my bad. Um, uh, and they made good on that. I'm I'm interested to see what Vegas thinks Tennessee can score because Tennessee is more offensively prolific than I think they're getting credit for, but their offensive line is hot hot stinky trash, and I feel like that's a really bad matchup for George. So Andre, where are you at on that? What do you think that the the team title is going to be for Tennessee? Man, I'm guess? thinking like 17. Six, I think yeah, it's 16 was, and a half. I was going to okay. be around 19. Yeah. Because I think if you look at the numbers, you've got a 20 and a half to 21 point favorite. Uh, I think the total is 56. So, you know, yeah. you're right there at that 38, 17, which, I mean, that seems about right. I can, I can kind of see that. I just I'm scoring I, twice. You know they're I, gonna they're it's gonna eighteen try to, and a half. If you say over eighteen and a half right now on DraftKings, not a sponsor, it's plus one hundred. Over Tennessee to score over eighteen. Yeah, eighteen and a half. Yeah, yeah. Over I just don't think they're gonna score over eighteen and a half. I think Tennessee is pretty in, uh, interesting offensively, but I just don't. I, I think that's fine when you're playing a not good defensive line and a not elite secondary. Well, that's when you the thing are, is, you've got a team that just wants to go really, really, really fast. Yeah in Tennessee the thing is if they don't start getting some first downs that thing gets sideways quickly it did like in Kentucky it did because two plays two touchdowns which is cool but your your defense is exhausted um and I promise you if Georgia has the ball for 40 minutes that game is a route (laughs) yeah I think it's a different animal when you're talking about uh Kentucky's offense versus Georgia's offense so ah, I don't know what to do I want to I want to keep betting something because Georgia's been so good to me but I don't know exactly the nature of the bet so those uh, those frisky Gamecocks put up 13 and uh, UK put up 13. That's been the highest all season. That was the so trashiest 13 ever, those though. Those touchdowns were when they were down by 30 in the fourth quarter. Such garbage time. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, we're we're going to keep an eye Something on Andre. Shop. Yeah, what's your, what's your over for this week? So my over is over 
0.5 undefeated teams to lose this weekend. So we have four undefeated teams left. Georgia, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, UTSA. Cincinnati is a 23-point favorite at South Florida. Okay. UTSA is a 33-point favorite at home against Southern Miss. Georgia, a 21-point favorite at Tennessee. Oklahoma, a five-and-a-half-point favorite at Baylor. Do one of these teams lose outright? I don't, so really we're talking about Oklahoma-Baylor, so. right? Yeah. That's exactly where I was going to. Yeah. I don't think Oklahoma loses to Baylor. I'm not impressed with Baylor. I was because of last Baylor? week. Yeah, I was impressed with Baylor, and then last week I jinxed them. So yeah, it's it was last week. I, I've always because I think Texas kind of. I, I don't think Texas is a bad team. I don't think they're a good team. I think they're depending on the day the weird team. You just don't ever know what you're going to get, but they can like get you if they're a little dangerous. Um, but I think Baylor is a little um, I don't know Cincinnati ish. You know, like when it really gets down and dirty, are they ready to get up for a big game with a big big deal offense? So I'm going to say over. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Oklahoma's going to get Baylor on that. I'm going to say under. Oh, I'm I sorry. Think- I, I'm in under. I'm I'm sorry. I'm with you, Jason. Yeah. I'm in under. Yeah. I'm a, then I'll, yeah. I'll step in front of it. I'll take Baylor uh, plus five and a half this weekend. And let's see. Let's see what we can come up with. Uh, Jason, over for the week. My over for the week is going to be. I need to figure out which one of these bets that I want to place. Okay. Before this weekend's game. All right, Pats to make the playoffs right now is minus one twenty-five. Okay, Browns to make the playoffs right now is minus one fifteen. Man, I'm really not a fan of uh, committing money and just having it sitting out there. You know, I like. The I, I am. I have it. so many futures. I'm like, where's yeah. all my gambling money? And then I look at how many futures I placed before this college and NFL season, and I'm just like, maybe that was very smart of me. See, I did this with baseball, and I had so much money out there, and none of them hit, and I was just like. That was not fun. I didn't even watch yeah. it either. So I, I kind of forgot about it. So I'm not a big fan of this. But if I had to, I would go Patriots big. They're definitely making the playoffs. So Andre. Browns play, obviously, the Patriots this weekend. Mm-hmm. Lions, Ravens, off Ravens, mm-hmm. Raiders, Packers, Steelers, Bengals. Okay. Taking the pass Pats, the playoffs, it is. <laughs> yeah, Pats play uh, Browns. And then Falcons, Titans, Bills, off Colts, Bills, Jaguars, Dolphins. I think it's the Pats. All right. Pats to make the playoffs. Minus 125. I like it. That's what I'm Pats taking. But not to win the division. Just no. Correct. That's just to make the playoffs. And I because I like this Pats team, and I don't think they're, they're going to surpass the Bills, and they the Pats have only beaten bad teams, but I think they're going to end up playing enough bad teams to be one of those AFC wildcard teams. Um, okay. Let's transition now to Cameo Close to the Pin. Um, uh, so we've, we've exhausted our Braves, um, uh, celebratory cameos. Um, I want to go back to college football now because I feel like I'm, um, the NFL has just hurt me so much, uh, and I just want some space from it. So I wanted to celebrate someone who has also been hurt, but in the college football context. And I've chosen for our purposes here, Spencer Rattler, Spencer Rattler on cameo. The name, image, and likeness. The once He's got a lot of free time these days. He does. He does. The once, uh, maybe Tom, according to Tom McShay, the overall number one pick next year's draft. Probably not that now. Listen, remember, if Caleb Will- Caleb Williams wins the Heisman, we riot. <sighs> but That's nobody's nuts. doing anything. You know, I was like, I hey, it, but you can't play like starting week four, or five, or whatever it was, and then win the Heisman. That's absurd. I know, right, but Spencer no one Rattler. else is interesting. So, Speaking of inflated ego. This is interesting because I don't know if he's like uh, – knowing what I know about him and watching the, the documentary based around him, I don't know that he's a guy that's like, 
you know, Spence, like you really need to like come to terms with like who you are now uh, or yeah. like I'm a distressed yeah. asset and people don't get Spencer, you know, he feels like a big third person guy. So I'm trying to understand how to value him. Ready. I'm ready. Man, I have never had such not a handle on a person <laughs> because I feel like this could be a thousand dollars easily. Really, you know what I mean? It really could be a solid $700. Uh, okay. I have my number. Um, I will reveal mine on my calculator. My number is 201. Um, Jason is 100. Andre is 150. Okay, here we go. Man, I really thought you guys were going to be higher. Now I feel self-conscious. I feel like it's going to no, be $4. College quarterback, you know. But did you, like, did you guys watch the documentary about him? He is no, QB1. very obsessed with himself. You know, Yeah, 175 could, could be the winning number here pretty quickly, which would cost Knox that extra $1 if it's 175 Oh, uh, Spencer Rattler is $249. Oh, my gosh. $249 for uh, another your business. Win for Knox. And that 0. 0.75 is going to really, the, <laughs> the jokingness of that 0. 0.75 Andre is going to really come back to bite us here. It's really going to sting later on, man. You can get him for your business for $10,000. Just so you know, just like put that in your head. 22 reviews, 171 fans. Could you imagine um, being like a 500 person company? And then you bring Spencer Rattler in to like do, do your company monthly company meeting. Like, are you booked at the beginning of the year? And yeah. you're like, this is going to crush at Christmas. It's going to be so good. He's got a car dealership that gave him two cars at the beginning oh of the year. Oh my gosh. And they, they interviewed the dealership general manager. He's like, Oh, it's not really about losing money. It's just about the brand exposure. And you're like, buddy, he's you want to talk be... about course correction, this yeah, uh, name the, image and likeness, you know? Yeah. He's the case study on name image and likeness. Like let it breathe for a second. Do you think subway is sitting on like a DJ Uyangalele uh, commercial? And they're like, I don't know. He's been looking good. His, his, uh, check downs have been crisp. So Dr. Pepper that's got him. They had him, they were full blast that first week of the season. And we haven't, <laughs> seen him since and he's know, gonna be like uh at the sec championship or acc he's gonna be like running the football throw through the whole game and like they're gonna get their money out of him I, but i like what Knox is saying too though because it's, it's not like about the actual sponsor it's about the marketing teams mm-hmm. not having to figure out like stats of certain players and like yeah. breaking that down and the analytics of that they've got we, we've got our dj portfolio now you you no wait okay <laughs> Oh, wait, we'll sit on it. It's good. It's going to be great. Um, okay, well, that's it for this episode of the Over Under Achievers. Again, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for being here. Uh, if you want to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, that's great. The best thing for us is if you share the show with a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to help the show. As always, I'm Knox. He's Andre. He's Jason. We'll see you next time. Bad, 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 bad,